doesn't matter what anyone tells you. One of the things I've learned is that you can get tasered twice. <laughs> <laughs> They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. And we're in. This is a another episode of Shitting with the Door Open. Um, you will be listening to it well after this date, but it is the first of February. Wade Duffer. Yes, we yes! did it. Yes, uh, we did it. Uh, I was so means... waiting to get a text from you at like midnight and like twelve oh one of you just like smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, I regret it now because it would have been fun. Uh, but we do. We are j- joined by a guest, the wonderful, a special guest, a special guest, uh, comedian, radio presenter. Uh, founding mother of Sheba, the, the founding mother, founding mother of <laughs> the grandmother of Sheba, and mother of four, yeah. George McEnroe. Yay. Yay! Thanks for having me. Four teenagers as well. Yeah, Fucking well, I've got mental. two. Two Fucking just mental. hit the twenties too, so I'm feeling they're still teenagers. I had four under. I had four <laughs> under five, so that I feel that qualifies four me for this five. potty. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, dropping one. At kinder while breastfeeding another one at the same time. Just Not, don't don't drink driving. and text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink and feed. Drive and feed at the same time. So this is going to be a great ad. I can <laughs> <laughs> so and and uh, also to note um, because we discuss these elements on on the show uh, the show. This is a show now. <laughs> Not a podcast. We're a professional. We've got an audience. Um, you're a single mother. Yes. As of what I... 2013. So you had four... Teenagers then. There were four teenagers then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. Moved house three times with four teenagers. And don't they love to help? (laughs) 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 They just say, can I pick up the mandarin peel from under my bed from four years ago? (laughs) (laughs) And those old books. Because they just can't get into it enough, the kids. They just love it. They love moving. They love being destabilised. And it doesn't make them (laughs) want to punch the shit out of you and everything else around it. Um, It's just good Paddy punched the fridge um, a few times and I said, well, look, you know, you may as well teach all the other white goods a lesson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let that dishwasher know what it's for. Um, How do you deal with you, uh, with the, that? Because it's funny, right, punching inanimate objects, but it is red flags I went, to I violent went crazy. problems. I went crazy. I pulled his mattress off his bed. After he punched the fridge? After he punched his the fridge and then Sounds his like brother who was 17 <laughs> months younger than him and uh he so so they've got this great dynamic so all toby has to say to patrick is anger management really quietly <laughs> um, as all little brothers have to do <laughs> to have him go do not leave anger management and then um, <laughs> and it's such such a great return for such little input you know like it's just and occasionally toby would get pulled down to the ground by the back of his head and uh, Patrick, you know, laid into him and I just pulled Patrick's things off his mat- oh, his mattress off his bed, dragged it across to the banks of the Yarra and said, this is your new home. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you'll be sleeping. Just imagine this being a spectator to that. <laughs> so You're like good. on the sidewalk, there's this mad woman just dragging a mattress, mad screaming at some kid that they can't see. <laughs> you live here now. <laughs> this is where men like you end up on the banks of the Yarra living with the other animals who can't fucking control themselves. Oh, look, it's your father in the bushes. <laughs> it was not nice. And uh, it, he then he did cry because it was getting dark and a bit cold and lonely. <laughs> and there were a few, you know, masturbating strangers walking past. So I said, all right. Uh, if he's a teenage boy. He's probably used to masturbating strangers. Oh, uh, you're masturbating <laughs> friends, I think. He was probably more accustomed to. But um, he, he did did apologise and he came back in and he didn't do it again. So, um, lesson learned. Tough love. I did, of course. Masturbating strangers. Fracture what can't a couple of facet <laughs> joints in my back doing it. But um, look, you know, everything costs you something. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it's a real, real yin and yang. It was um, a really heavy old mattress full of dust mites and. 
the <laughs> old semen. I feel so. like you probably, uh, before you separated and became a single mum, were already pretty much a single mum anyway, in yeah. that you were doing the lion's share yes. of all of the parenting. Yes. Did Then did it become harder or easier because now you truly get to make all the calls and decisions... Oh, that's a really good question. I think it's it's harder in some ways because you actually have to do all. You don't have another person with a driver's license, so yes, that's yeah. that's a bit harder. Um, but in terms of having to argue why you're so eminently sensible and the other person's not, um, it just becomes easier. So there's one source of truth, if yes. you like, um, and you're not disappointed anymore. You know, as as you know, great followers and supporters of football teams have often said, it's not the uh, disappointment that kills you; it's the hope. So, you know, <laughs> in, in a, in a, that's in, going on a shirt. When we get around to merch, that's it, going on a shirt. It's not. It's 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 just the hope that things that you know, when the person says they'll be home at seven o'clock, that they might actually be home at seven o'clock yeah. and not quarter past eleven. You know, that's the stuff that just grinds you down. Um, um, so, oh, there will be the weekend away. We'll actually turn up to being a weekend away, and you know that that's just. I don't oh. think we've ever laughed so hard like at the start of an episode at someone else's misery. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm really enjoying I, myself. I would like all of our previous guests to take note. Um, Bring on how more you pain. Come out of the gate. Bring more pain. <laughs> Personal pain oh, is what I've we want. I've got so much pain. <laughs> you know, you can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter, and that's what I've done. So, <laughs> you know, you've got to do and it. And children will do that. <laughs> Children will do, and a failed ex-husband. Do your so, do your kids all get on? Yeah, they're actually fantastic. They're very sadly they're very good at ganging up on me. I get a regular three hundred and sixty about what a piece of shit I am <laughs> on a regular basis, um, and we're back into it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's that's where the the good thing about them having joined forces against their father and myself for the way we failed them, made them homeless, and let them down. Is that Let's not they, forget that mattress on the river. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> is that they are very happy to turn their scornful eye upon me on a pretty regular basis. So if I lose my temper, if I – because, you know, when you get up and the food that you've shopped and cooked for – and, you know, that you've put on the plates and the plates are still sitting there on the sink and the dishwasher's half unpacked and the washing – someone's pulled out their three pairs of Calvin Klein jocks and hung them on the line and left the towels Amazing. that they've used to mop up the dog piss <laughs> is, like, is still sitting on the floor. Just like classic And you just stuff. go, I hate you all so much. And I think <laughs> if I had a gun, I might actually go and like, not kill you but just shoot through your calf muscle right now. <laughs> Because I know you want to run out for the first just on Sunday. Just, just maim you slightly. I'll maim you a lot so you can never play football again. Like, really maim you. Oh, so good. Because the hate in my heart for you is so strong right now. And then they might fall asleep in the TV, in front of the TV, and you go, oh, I actually really love you again. Yeah, when they're asleep. Oh, love. Oh, they can't do well, anything see, wrong. We're, we're a little bit out of... Um, out of context, because we don't have teenage children. Wait, I'm a we're, long way off. You're a long way off. I I feel like my child, my oldest child, is is cheating the preteens. Right. He's okay. only eight and a half, but already sort of at preteen. But then when I hear stories, like so advanced. Stories, so yeah. advanced. And then when I see oh, no, hear stories like Georgia stories, I'm like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> like that's no. proper. That's well, proper. I go, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when you were talking about your Teenage behaviour, um, your teenager's behaviour, and you way go, oh, the typical teenagers. It is, however, would not have been tolerated in the house I grew up in. I would in have had the shit beaten out of me. Yeah. With that behaviour, if, no. if it was even a once-off occurrence, mm. uh, my father would have, th- at that point, would have stepped in in defence of his wife, his partner, yeah. uh, and gone, this is not a hotel slash, this is not a restaurant slash, yeah. you get up and you do it. Yeah. Did you grow up in that kind of household? Absolutely. So then what the fuck did you do wrong? I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I end up sitting with my... My therapist going, I, I'm trying to – and she says, well, you know, they're obviously expressing some hostility. And I said, they're going, mm, I'm feeling a bit of hostility myself right now <laughs> because I'm torn between two generations like like you were. Yeah. So mum threw her shoulder out hitting us all in the back seat, yeah. right? They really put it in. They really <laughs> yeah. threw it really? all yes. in. And 
what was good about that was she was driving down the road in a Valiant and as she threw out her shoulder, she also <laughs> pulled out her steering wheel. So she nearly, like she just swung so hard that she actually yoinked the steering column out of <laughs> the... So but, great. Yeah, it was awesome. But, you know, and we all, of course, pissed ourselves. We thought, oh, she's fucked. Oh, actually, we're all going to die. You know, it was, <laughs> fleeting, it was a fleeting moment of joy. But, um, but yeah, I think we didn't want to be violent parents. So, But do you think it's not just you? It's everyone around oh, you. All so, of like, us. everyone around you when you were growing up, everybody was doing everything the same. Well, and I then a generational mainly, yeah. focus is, like, society is a bit, yeah. I don't know, gentler. But it's not. It's it's a bit more frowned upon. They're well, asking for more gentleness. Mum worked. They're asking for more gentleness, worked. and it's throughout school. Like they're not allowed to be uh, violent. There's no school. hitting at school anymore. At school, they've yes. got to be a lot gentler. And so that whole thing, it's a real kind of um, which. By the way, I'm in support of. Yes. I think that we we've talked about this before about how it's hard to parent because when we did something really bad, you got hit. Problem solved. I'd have to do something very bad to be hit. Yes, like but, but there was around. That was yeah. that. Now it's was definitely the you don't do it. And and I agree with that. Let's not hit children. We terrified our children. We, yeah. I mean, I was terrified as a child. A yes, lot. I, I had fearful of my father in a really positive way. I had yeah. a, a positive amount, was a respectful a... amount of fear of my <laughs> yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. I was scared of them both. Oh, and, yeah, I was scared of And them. also all the jobs got done because if you didn't, so mum would ring from work. She'd put one of us on the phone, water the garden, somebody hung out the washing, somebody else did whatever. Um, you know, so she had us all, all five of us, you know, on the job. Dad did fuck all. Yeah, well, that's like, a common seriously. story as well. Seriously. And that really pissed me off. And the girls did a lot more than the boys, like for Around sure. Around the house, yeah. And just How many of you were there? Five. Right. Two boys, three girls. But also the girls had part-time jobs, the boys didn't. Well, oh, really? Yeah. Not unusual either. No. So there was but just... But you've gone on to be quite... Successful, like you've got your fingers in a lot of pies. You also yeah. do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> again, on that, that was not. Uh, we had a very um, equal house. There was a lot of equality in our house, so yeah. there would never have been a situation where my sister was doing more than the boys. The boys, that's good. Um, I don't know what mum and dad grew up in, but that's certainly how. I'm trying to be oh, in man. the house. The flip side in our house was my brother and I did way more than my sister. Yeah, right. Way more. But she was like eight years younger, so she was treated like a, a oh, princess. The birth yeah. But my mother in. did way more than my dad. My dad was out working like, you know, he worked long hours and then come home and there'd be like food on the t- yes. on, on the table and then my mum would do the dishes and then... Yeah. You know, and the dishes. And the dishes. Mm. Oh, actually, we would do the dishes. As you should. Motherfucker. Well, I'm trying to get it into Lennon now. And I, you know, and I think I've uh, the horse hasn't bolted, but it certainly walked through the gate. Yeah. Um, I think you should have kids working earlier in, oh, around yeah. the house in terms of yeah. and, taking part. And having a job and a bank account and a driver's license. <laughs> I can't stand these incompetent <laughs> pieces of shit parents who just go, you know, oh, no, we don't think the kids will need a driver's license. They won't need a car. Oh, and then they ring and say, oh, by the way, you're doing the basketball run and go, no, nah, I don't believe in kids having a driver's license. You know, they can catch the fucking tram to Eltham. <laughs> no, like, I know, I do. I, I feel I, this is coming from personal experience. Really You've just like so leaped on this very specific right. fucking analogy. <laughs> just get a license. Get a comp, like have a bank account, get a tax file number. I just can't stand. At what age? Fifteen. Yeah. As soon as oh, you really? can get. That's right. That was our house. Nice. We absolutely had to have a job. Go and find a job at fifteen. I had a job at like fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I started my own business at eleven. Oh, that's not fair to say. I inherited it from Randall. It was the the neighbourhood paper route. Yeah. But I had to manage the thing and and um, liaise yeah, with the news you... agency and do all yeah. of that at eleven. Yeah. And taught and and I I commissioned a trailer for my bike from my next door neighbour, <laughs> who was a boiler maker, who made it up for Brilliant. me. Brilliant. Yeah, and I and I think that that's what I want to do as a parent of my children. But there's, it feels like there's less opportunity for that kind of... I grew up in a country town. Ah, there's always opportunities. Where, yeah, where do you see kids working now? Well, like see, even like people delivering pamphlets. And I delivered pamphlets we when I was like that. 10, yep. actually, when I think about 11. They still work at the chemists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, always. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Who's working at the pharmacy? Well, no, there's still, still the delivery jobs to be done. There's all those old-fashioned yes. jobs still are to they be still, done. Are they still being done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, old people still need their scripts delivered to them. But That's nobody's going to trust a kid with that now. Yes, they do. Really? Yeah, probably not your kids, but other people's <laughs> kids. Like, if you just back off in the interview and let the girls do the talking, I reckon you'll be right. <laughs> uh, 
I find it though it's ironic that you talk about you want your kids to have a a, a license and you know yeah. be independent that you created the business Sheba yeah which was in part it, it was uh, a response to the overwhelming amount of um, situations that women find themselves just trying to get home yeah uh, but also uh, parents of children. That can't get them anywhere because yeah. that's the, that's another facet of Sheba. Yeah, because their parents are working all the time. Yeah. So, like primary school age kids, or for a lot of single mums who are cutting, curtailing their work hours to be there for the three. Th- so it's always been a problem that school finishes at three thirty and work finishes at five thirty. Yes. Yeah. And you get to a stage where your kids, you they you say, all right, what about aftercare? And they look at you and say, get. Fucked. <laughs> I am not doing cutting and pasting anymore. I am 10. I've done this shit for five yep. years. Yep. No way. So they just want to be home. They want to be, be home. home. They yeah. want to be home. They're safe enough to be at home to be able to be making a bit of afternoon tea, to be starting their homework, whatever, playing with the dog. And they have had they're enough and there isn't a grandma at home there isn't somebody yeah yeah so the tribe it's not there the tribe the village they might have a neighbor that they can trust but the neighbor may not be able to go get in a car and go down and pick them up from school so that middle years is sort of what i was thinking of for for sheba so enabling a lot of parents to be able to especially mums because they're invariably the ones who hit that mummy track curtail their careers and yeah. And can't can't work on. So that's sort of, that was that pocket I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I think it's a, like I have not yet used it. I haven't found myself in the situation where I've had to have it, but I can see it coming. Yeah, pretty pretty soon. Yeah, especially because my oldest is in shared care, so he's half yeah. with me and half with his mum. And sometimes it would be a lot easier just yeah. to go. Listen, you just get in the car. Yes. Um, and and off you go. Oh, look, for couples who don't get along, so you're obviously in a really blessed position, but for some couples who have issues, um, yeah. you know, who we are this sort of benign auntie who f- takes kids between warring households, um, who even when, you know, nanas or pops take the kids – um, they've got a, a view about who's yes, been the yes. dickhead in the in the breakup, and the kids arrive kind of a bit stressed and up, upset about it. And you know, when we drive them, obviously we don't know who the baddie was or yeah, is purported yeah, yeah. to be. Yeah, so we just drop them off. And a lot of parents have said it's been a real game changer. That's the kids great. just arrive. It's an amazing, amazing feeling chilled business. out. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's going nice. well. Yeah, it's going really well. Yeah. I drove on New Year's Eve and drove a lot of really pissed people. Picked up a couple <laughs> of pissed nuns, actually. <laughs> you don't get to say that very often. Um, they were having a really good time, so good on them. They hadn't picked up, which was disappointing. Um, but <laughs> well, they don't need to. They've got, got the main guy at home. <laughs> they, well, you didn't say nuns plural, Jesus. so who knows if they picked up or not. <laughs> 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 uh, so then you're nearly uh, you're on the precipice of being done as a parent to a certain extent. Oh, is it? But you never. No, you're not. Are your parents done with you? Definitely not. No. Absolutely not. And I'm, you know, I'm 39. And uh, they've got four <laughs> children. One of them, the oldest one, lives at home with her two teenage children. Uh, and all four of us are still quite... We're, we're not relying on our parents, but we have a relationship with them and there's moments that we need You'll emotional support. You'll call your dad and mum for advice. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and totally. is it good? Does it hold? Yes. That's yeah, yeah I'm very fortunate. They're I, pretty modern, aren't they? They've modernised themselves as they've gone. They're like they're like the McDonald's of parenting. They keep changing <laughs> <laughs> with, with the changing, and and which is a big deal because I grew up in in a pretty fundamentally conservative upbringing mm. uh, in the early years, and they have managed to change themselves and move. And they've really moved, haven't they? Really moved they've and continue made to grow. Huge changes, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do as a parent as well because I didn't realise until I had kids. But the greatest threat to your open-mindedness, um, your radical thinking, your ideology is children. They will turn any yeah. um, left-wing ideological person radical into a conservative <laughs> because you because you and, and and conservative governments know that. That's why they're always like have more kids because yeah. you get really protecting. You you go into the sort of protection mode of oh I've got to keep mine and in my little area yeah. Yeah. and I need this and I and, and I, I need to grow my egg yes for these kids yeah. you know you get a you real kind of 
you don't as much look out, which is what you should do when yes. you have kids, is look at the wider yeah, yeah, community looking, around yep. you and make okay. sure everyone's doing well. Because my kids are safer if the kid next door is safer. Yes, So absolutely. the better fed my kids in my whole street are, the less likely they are to come and steal my shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Well, for instance, there's two kids at school that have... I would say it's gone past just gentle digging into bullying of, of Leonard and uh, I've witnessed it myself and both of them um, have very clear reasons why they're behaving that way. Both of these kids don't have present fathers. Both of them have got um, sort of volatile home lives and so my immediate response was to protect Leonard and um, be aggressive towards those children and defend him. I still wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of them. Sit around George's boys. That's right. Oh, one of them I'd like to put like hand. a little picture of a fridge on his little head. <laughs> <laughs> but then I've thought, actually, what would be best for Leonard, for my child, if I really cared about him, is to show some care for these two yes. boys. Yes. Is invite them over, engage them. And, and involve them in, in our lives and probably it'll all stop. I haven't done that yet because it can't be fucked. No. It's a very noble thing to do, but man, that's a, it's a lot of work. And it's you're a, a busy, busy dude. Yes, but, you know, I, I uh, we keep talking. You and I keep talking about the tribe and where is it. Well, yeah. well maybe we, could we should start, start one. Yeah, yeah no, I think it, and some sport. Do they play sport? These kids? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, the problem is that some of the clubs attract fuckwits. Yes, they do. Yeah, that's the problem too. When you get like a lot of young dudes, just hang out. And some of them are like real fuckwits. They're just a small fucking pod. Then for some reason, dudes, a lot of them will be attracted to those fuckwits. Yes. And they'll all try to emulate them because they yeah. think, oh, these fuckwits are the cool kids. Yeah. And they'll like try and act like them. Kind of and, that will, and that will take a really good coach in that situation. He's yeah. in, uh, Len's in basketball and, um, uh, and it's fine. He yes. has a fun time. Yeah. But the other boys, as they've progressed have noticed that Leonard maybe will spend more time looking at the scoreboard than yes. actually focusing on the ball. <laughs> yeah, it was And they've been a little bit nasty. Yeah. Fortunately, the coach I find uh, quite inspiring as a bloke. Like I think he's mm. been really great with the kids. So reluctantly I'm agreeing that Leonard can still be in basketball. Uh, well, keep him I, in if it's fun. Well, I think the community is going to be good. It and, is. And, and he'll progress and get better. But it's, you know, it's again that... Being involved and belonging to something, yeah. and also in ten years, like they'll be at a party, and this is the language you know that my boys talk now. Like yeah. I was at a party, this boy arced me, I stepped up. Another boy was from basketball ten years ago. He started throwing hands. Before I knew it, it was chons, and it was all over. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I'm but sorry. I, did you get some food? Like, what are you talking <laughs> here? And then I go. Oh, okay, so that boy, I remember him. Okay, so you're in the same basketball team. Another boy attacked you, but that kid who you had that formed that relationship with in under nines yep. stepped in and you defeated nice. this other kid from a warring gang. I mean, what the fuck? You live in Northcote. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Were you fighting over an organic avocado? <laughs> fuck me swinging. What is this bullshit? So uh. your uh, your kids are at the age now where they're going to parties, which which obviously means they sex, drugs and rock and roll. There, there's a lot of, there is quite a lot of beef in the, at these parties. I mean, obviously they're all vegan, so it's not, it's just literal <laughs> beef. It's sort of like more of a soy product. Um, and, last. you know, if they had the strength and the core puzzles they probably fight but you know they're a little bit weak and having transfusions um but having digs everywhere (laughs) (laughs) well there is one group they call the organics and i think that is hilarious because they're and then the fucking organic started arcing i'm like i don't know who they are but they don't sound like they could arc very much i mean i could probably take them but yeah they so they they, you know they there are there is still this kind of quite Archy culture, a lot of drinking, a um, lot of drugs, a lot of, lot of ketamine, a um, lot Is of MDMA. Really? I never understand the ketamine thing. Me neither. Who I takes M- horse, tran- horse tranquilizer? Well, because like, I took MDMA thinking it was MDMA and it had quite a high level of ketamine in it. Mm. And uh, I fell over and broke my arm. Um, could have killed myself. And then I found, because it was the first time I had MDMA um, and ketamine for that matter. Then I found out people are choosing to have yeah, ketamine. It's a horse tranquilizer. Just a couple of bumps, mum. Like, what are you whatever. having ketamine for? <laughs> I don't get it. So I, your I kids are in, in, within your knowing taking drugs? 
Uh, yes. And are you, how are you oh, I'm just, navigating I'm that? I'm fucking thrilled. You know, I'm just <laughs> fucking delighted. When I held them in my arms after a massive postpartum hemorrhage, I thought, get me some MDMA into this fucking baby. No, I'm pissed off. But, you know, I guess I think, well... You know, uh, my rule to them is know what you're taking uh, and if shit goes down, call me. Wherever you are, just yeah. call me. Don't think ambulances are police. Don't that police. service. They'll never get you they home. <laughs> 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 Don't think that the police is the same as an ambulance force. Uh, sorry, the police force, they don't give a shit what you've taken. They just want to keep your heart beating and you live to fight another day, right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, my sister died of a heroin overdose. I don't want the same thing happening to my my yes, boys yeah. um so you just got to think well this is life and this stuff is everywhere and ideally the big question is why why do you want to anesthetize yourself why do you want to get so drunk that you can't stand up the the big thing i keep getting them to think about is the why why is it and whatever it is you know when they come home from a party and tell me about someone you know shagging all these people or kissing all these people or punching all these people, whatever behaviour that is so extra yep. that they it's remarkable. You think, why? What is going on for that person that they need to be doing that? Man, what I've taken from that story is that your kids will tell you that stuff. Like you've built up a relationship with them where they will go to these parties. Wild shit will happen. I just took a couple of bumps of ketamine. These people are fucking on the couch, whatever. Mm. I would never tell my parents yeah, anything I think it's that really happened. Good. Like it's, you've built up this amazing relationship. Yeah, it's with quite them. tiring. And then sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not going to stop them taking drugs. No parent, any parent listening to this, if you're naive enough to think that you can stop your children taking drugs, you're an absolute idiot. You they won't will. stop them. You won't what stop you need them. to do is provide an environment where one, they do that with you mm. um, and then we provide environments uh, in society where they're taking the drugs that are as safe as possible and they're making as informed choice informed choice as yeah. they can yeah. Yeah, and because I've it. taken drugs in the past and I will tell you I will take drugs again in the future but I waited until I was in my 30s to start doing you that you did didn't you I didn't I do anything other than marijuana I started smoking marijuana <laughs> when I was 14 because it's God's nectar yeah. uh, <laughs> and then I didn't do anything until I was 32 yeah, yeah that's right but, but then when you went in I went off peace because I mean, you, said, <laughs> you said to me because Wade, when I go, I'm just going to fucking go. And I said, all right, mate, whatever. Mm. And then you fucking went. Like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> and the thing piece. is, what, like, what I've really enjoyed lately is politicians uh, coming out and saying, I took drugs. Yeah. Finally, yeah. we've got some honest talk. And the thing is, people are going to do it. Yeah. And you don't need to be petrified of your children taking drugs. What you need to be petrified of them is hiding it, yeah. taking more than they would normally, taking bigger risks because they've been put in danger. That's what you've got to be worried about. Yeah, and also the panic and know that, okay, look, some of these drugs cause anxiety yes. and, you know, some of my kids have been quite anxious before and say, look, this is one of the things you're going to have to think about. Um, like, And also being honest about, like, I was just mad for a bit of trucky dust in early years of university. <laughs> mad for it. Speed for oh, those who don't know what I, she was talking about. I got so much done. Never been, <laughs> never been so thin. Oh, I loved it. Didn't get a period for two years, but whatever. I loved it until I fell down, cracked my head open, and that was it. You know, yes. the the party was over, and I just couldn't take any drugs ever again and then I tried a couple of times and I just couldn't do it and yeah. I just thought oh oh that's a shame that's me done but I just had to you have to tell your kids the truth when they ask you a direct question you've got to give them informed give choices them an my parents were very anti-drugs my mother especially and yeah. so, so I didn't really grow up with informed choices I grew up with like a prohibition prohibition and no. like a propaganda from their point of view yeah. which I just kind of went oh well that's I don't think that's yeah. true at all. So if you're going to tell me lies, why would I? Or you're going to embellish yeah. like your version of the truth and why would I listen? Yeah. Well, that's the you know problem I mean? with it because you get told don't know it's bad, it'll kill you, it's dangerous, um, you'll become a junkie, uh, you'll get into prostitution, blah, 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 all these scare stories. Then There's you take drugs you're like, that was fucking awesome. That was the that greatest was so thing awesome. ever. And then my parents were just lying to me that yeah. whole time. <laughs> so now I'll just, oh, fuck, I won't tell them anything Yeah. and I'll just go and do all these other things they told me not to do. Yeah. But if they had told me, if they had had informed choices but if all, also I'd, I'd thought about the consequences of like the drug trade 
You know what I mean? Yes, like absolutely. Speed and cocaine and yeah. marijuana and yeah. MDMA. It's not. It's not a nice business. No, it's not, it's not a friendly business. People are getting murdered and killed yes. and stabbed for it. You know, it's it's. And it's that's one thing that there. really shits me about my you know my and people so, who have their own chickens in Northcote <laughs> and you know will eat their own, own eat chickens. their own placenta. Um, <laughs> but but say you know I, I'll happily do a couple of lines of coke. Yes. and I think. Yeah, but with the blood of children, you know, you, you yeah. oh, yeah, we tithe our um, income to Oxfam. And I go, yeah, but you're happy to do 10 lines of blow. Yes. You know, and. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, oh, we just protest about landmines and, yeah, oh, the same little legs of the little kids you blew and up. And that's where, like, and the land yeah, to, yeah. Blow, to grow your joke, <laughs> you know. On your smartphone where some poor kid in the Congo was slaving in a mine yeah. to pull out the yeah. right minerals and crystals. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I wish I'd had like more um, open and honest chats about the entire thing, positives yeah. and negatives. Like drugs, are gr- they'll make you feel good. That's yes. why people take them. Yeah, but there are also some side effects and negative consequences that you that you won't be able to see. You Absolutely, know? and like and and then they can make like an informed. Choice. And the challenge is, when is the right time to have... The, so, there's some questions that your child asks you yeah. where you go, we're not ready for that answer. Yeah. yeah. Like, Leonard just asked me, we talked about this on a previous episode, he just asked me um, how you make babies. And I, I was I was sure that he'd already been told and he knew the, the sort of biology of it, sperm into an egg, but didn't know how he got it in there. So, mm. I was just very open and honest and yeah. said it. Whereas, if he was to ask me about drugs now... I would have to find a way to dance around that. Yes. By taking some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, like an eight-year-old's not ready for that. No, I think you can say that drugs are made for medicine and then some people take some of them to, because they actually can make you feel quite quite. I love nice. how you're going through this before me. So I just I get to watch you either like stand up or fall down. <laughs> <laughs> and I can pick and choose. That's why you wanted to do the podcast. <laughs> uh, so your kids all still live with you? Oh, yes. How yes. are there any signs of them moving out? A couple of them yeah. just turned 20. Are they, are they yeah, there for the near future? They're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking how could they? Nope. Where are they going to go? They're not going to buy their own house. No, no. It's completely locked out of the market. And to be honest, Probably I don't, can't really, afford rent. I don't really want them to go anywhere either. Like, yeah. they're pretty good fun and we play good games. And, you know, when we get up the routine, going pretty <laughs> I well. I drag the mattress. Punch <laughs> <laughs> the fridge. <laughs> he, was only, he was only 15. He's, he's 17 now. He's kind of cooled his jets a bit. Um, so, yeah, and he's got real, they've all got really nice girlfriends and boyfriends and, um, so, yeah, look, you know, we, they cook a different meal now every night and they've sort of got into a bit of a um, routine around the joint. It's, it's nice, actually. Yeah, and yeah. They, they have fun with each other. Occasionally, it gets a bit vicious, the, the fight, you know, we have to sort of say, okay. Uh, Are they all in their own rooms? Yep. Oh, that's good. I've got a really big house and Bridget's actually got a house sort of attached to the house. So, yeah. she and her partner are there. And Is she the oldest? Yeah. Right. So she's she's sorted. So yeah, they're good. They, you know, I I, I quite like them around. Yeah. No. And they just keep saying, "Oh, poor Mumpy, poor Mumpy. She hasn't got a boyfriend." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Aww. I, I would live. I would happily live in a commune, a style situation, as in yeah. not the crazy hippie idea of a commune. But I would I would quite. Uh, um, Relish the idea of, say, my family all in a community together, or what I would love to live with Wade. I keep looking. <laughs> Wade's just gone to let the dog back in, but I, I keep looking at um, different and houses. And when it got dusty, <laughs> <laughs> zing! He's talking about a penis. <laughs> uh, well, but if if we could be in a situation where we say Wade and Claire, uh, their girls, uh, Hannah and I, and my boys, maybe one or two other families. Well, Get George's. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we just all and all the houses have looking after backyards babies. that all join up together. Yes. I yeah. fucking love Everyone's it. Everyone's got their own property. We're all yes. on the same bit of land. Yeah. It's a huge bit of land, but there's a communal space. Oh mate. You know, it'd be amazing. Let's do it. Yeah, and the only way, if I need to get rid of my I'd kids... I'd love to I, see how quickly you took over that communal space as well. Oh, mate, I'd oh. be definitely chief. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, uh, we're just going to be using your house for the Chook House now. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Move on. Oh, Everybody is... Chooks are great. It's Balls Out Tuesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> the law. Uh, chooks are great. Chooks are uh, a wonderful way for children to learn about where their food comes from and how yeah. to care for things. And as they repeatedly die, it's a nice way to yes. show them the circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. Especially well, in the heat. Yeah. 
Ooh, it'll Chooks take them out. Like it's good to have like because the lady across the alleyway has got chickens, so we get to see them every day without we, having to care for them. Without having to care for them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the eggs? Did she Occasionally, share them? she gives us some eggs. Yeah, she's really nice actually. Uh, but it's good to have that connect between, like, say you buy like a bulk pack of chicken thighs from the from the supermarket, yeah. and then say like that is the chicken and that is the chicken. We yeah. kill this animal, so you guys can eat the schnitzel. Just a heads up. I have no problem doing it. Yeah, but. Just so you're aware, that's, that's what, what it is. That's what it yeah. is. And yeah. and my uh, my child, uh, uh, the bigger one, because he's always you know he's obviously more aware than Walter, has had moments of struggling with the idea of eating animals. And I was like, well, the, you don't have to eat animals. I, mm, I'm yes. not going to force you to eat any animal in this house. In fact, you can go completely animal product free in this house if you want. Yeah. Um, but this is the reality. They they uh, we kill them. Um, they looked like that, and now they're on our plate. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> There you go, mate. Yeah. If and you want to stop eating, I would happily support them. I yeah, think, absolutely. Like, you've got to, yeah. I guess, plan that diet a bit better. Oh, like, I'd have to plan uh, yeah. a bit more. But oh, it's a fucking pain in the ass. i got a vegetarian, <laughs> a yeah, vegan yeah. and two carnivores. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah right. it shits you. Do you do all the cooking for them? Uh, look, I, I started. Do they then pay I, rent in that? Then I just put a, rent, a mushroom on one. Yeah, a bit. When they... When they're not travelling overseas, when they're not to spending their money on ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When they're not buying a bulk order of drugs for yet another fucking trucker dust doesn't buy itself. No, it's so cheap these days. <laughs> we got so ripped off in the in the late eighties. That was that was expensive. Was it? Oh yeah. Well, relative to what you get now for your bang for your buck. <laughs> I ask the kids now what you can get. Anyway, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> This is not Sheba, responsible driving for your kids. <laughs> no wonder you stay up all night driving other people. Home. I can't, can't stop. I can't take them. I just because I had the brain aneurysm. I can't take any. Oh, I can't drink. Brain I can't aneurysm. take. I can't take any fun drugs. I can't do anything. I take table. You don't drink either. No. Because of the aneurysm. How I fucking just boring get is terrible it? Terrible headaches. It's boring. Well, I sort of just had to get used to it because I try. Like I give it a really good crack. <laughs> I really do try, Harley. And I can't. I give it. A, I oh, try and have a glass of champagne, and I just have one glass, and I think, oh, just, I'll just get a headache. I've yeah. had some great nights drinking with you. In fact, one in, in particular. Both of our marriages were breaking up at pretty much the same time. I remember. But basically, the same and time. And I think I laughed until I, we came. Well, yeah, out. we came. We, it was like during a festival uh, yeah. of some kind, and, and um, you were like, "Do you want to keep drinking?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah." We done the ABC. I was filling in on the ABC, and you were a guest. Oh, was it that? Yeah. And so we just went home to your house because all your kids weren't there, and yeah, just, just tucked into a lot of bottles of red. Smoke and joints out the back. <laughs> and you told me the story about shitting your pants. Yeah, shit my pants. <laughs> I remember the specific story I was telling you. But <laughs> I do, we won't share it now. <laughs> oh, we can absolutely oh, share it. Oh, you can share it. There are no secrets on this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember enough detail to do it justice, but it was fucking when funny. When you found out you had a brain aneurysm, was that yeah. like you just dropped to the ground? Like, what, what, no, I went to have an MRI there? and then... The MRI... But why did you go to... Because I had MRI? really bad migraines. Oh, okay. And then I went to this doctor who was just did that very good neurological thing of just saying, uh, I'd like you to drive home now. You should see a lawyer, put your affairs in order and we'll have you back in theatre. Oh, six Jesus. Six o'clock yes. morning. Um, yes, she is very... Uh, it's very big and there's <laughs> a very good chance that you will, uh, you know, will have sustained permanent uh, brain injury throughout the course of the Well, operation. you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and, and then I was sort of a fine... And then I was driving, you know, home and kind of had to pull over and yeah. have, yeah, felt a little bit spewy. And As you do. Yeah, and, and it was just it was just a really bad week because I was putting the house on the market. Bridget had a couple of exams to sit for year 12 and she'd seen a guy get shot oh outside the school. Um, okay. A kid who wasn't in the right uniform. You the, know, organics. Are tough at the organics. The organics are tough. The organics are fucking harder. It's a tough game. No, she saw a guy get caught That's in biodynamic, for a hit. motherfucker. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> it's a, it's a vegan bullet. <laughs> there was meat in this. Um, no, so yeah, it, it was a drug deal gone wrong or something. Anyway, he the police reassured her that he'd been shot. A couple of times before, so not to feel too sorry for him. Um, wow! Yeah, he's built so up an immunity. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to work. 
Anti-vaxxers, oh, they got a point. <laughs> if I get shot once, eh, is that going to stop me getting shot a second time? No. That's how vaccines work. Cunt. There's a measles outbreak in America, <laughs> you stupid fucks. I just a friend says that a friend in rehab and uh, she said she was laughing. She'd just come out from one of her, her sharing sessions and she was pissing. And I said, what's funny? She said, oh, one of the girls just had a share and... Her big learning from the that she wanted to share was doesn't matter what anyone tells you. One of the things I've learned is that you can get tasered twice. (laughs) 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 It doesn't matter what anyone says. You cannot build up immunity to being tasered. (laughs) Maybe she'd heard lightning never strikes the same place twice and she thought that included tasers. My boyfriend had told me you cannot get tasered twice, but he was wrong. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. fuck. So you had a brain aneurysm while your eldest child was completing year 12. Yeah. And we're about to sell the, the house. house on the market. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. But anyway, they found it. Stitched, stitched, you know, stenched Took it. it. Yeah. Took and it you're out. fine. No worries. I mean, All you're right. a bit mental, but <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing you'd notice. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, who's not? So <laughs> who, who steps in then? Does the father stepped up for that period of time? Um, <laughs> oh, look, I had amazing support. That's <laughs> a head shaking. Yeah, no, it was great. Oh, I just felt, you but know, you, can you feel the love tonight? You've had surgery. Your children are all children because your eldest is still just grade 12. Definitely just a child. Mm. Uh, so who then where was your, where is your village? Um, oh, I had great neighbours and, um, yeah, the neighbours were good. Tell you what was really annoying was being asked who the Prime Minister was all the time. That was a really shit question to ask someone. But what a question in, in Australia as well. Who can keep up? In the Neuro Award. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, well, they've actually said they can't ask that anymore. They should Really? They should Yeah, because it's not a good gauge for people. <laughs> because you don't know who the fucking Prime Minister is. <laughs> it's fucked. Days of the week, I kept getting that right. Um, my name, I was good with that. My birthday, yeah. And it was the Rudd Gillard, Rudd Gillard bullshit right. time. Yeah, we've had a really tumultuous. Uh, Imagine like thinking like John Howard was the last decade, person yeah. to go full term. Yeah, like last person to sit. and the longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, and election coming up in May. Everyone, start doing your reading. Seriously, everyone, be a more informed voter for fuck's sake. Who are you going to vote for? <laughs> Who am I going to vote? Well, I'm I was go- born a Clive Palmer man. I'll die a Clive Palmer man. <laughs> I've always voted green. I don't think you should just vote a party because you've always voted that party. But I've no. also <laughs> always lived in a city, so it's very easy to find a green candidate that's really got their head screwed on properly. Right. Um, the point being, look at your own seat that you're in. You may have a good. Uh, you may have a really great representative mm. from all sorts of different parties or independents. You just got to look at your seat. You don't vote for the prime minister. We, that's not how it works <laughs> no. unless you live in his fucking seat. No. Why? Anyway, People that was a rant. It was completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder what they're like as parents. I do often think of the prime minister. Oh, all of the politicians. I wonder how hard it is for them to. to I do imagine it. that their partners are probably very good parents. But you'd have to be because they're away so much. Like if you're a sitting member of parliament, you're away a shitload. Well, you look at someone like um, Larissa Waters, Greens um, rep from um, Queensland, Senator. Um, she had her baby and was the first woman in Australia to breastfeed uh, in parliament. Mm. Yeah. Everyone was so cool with that too. Yeah, weren't they cool with it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Imagine if she just done a bit of a squeeze across it's the just chamber natural. and Squirting just... milk at people. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. It's just an, it's literally uh, what the boob is for. Yeah, yeah. It's to feed your child, and they're all like, "Oh, it's disrespectful." No, it isn't. It's disrespectful to not allow women in the parliament breastfeeding because they're just representing their area. Anyway, she did that, and that made me for the first time go, "Oh, right." So when men have children and they're in parliament, they just go to parliament. When yes. women have children and they're in parliament, they take the children. Yes, into yeah. parliament. They have that. Yeah, Seems like a simple difference. There's a huge difference. It's a yes. huge difference. And obviously when those kids get older, I think there's quite a lot of men um, that have wives that are politicians that support them and but look after those for, kids. for dads to be able to take their kids into parliament? Yeah, that, exactly right. That's the change that yeah. should happen. Yeah. Um, is one, that we support women being able to get in there, but two, that we say to the men, hey, are you a uh, share care, primary carer of your child? You can bring it into parliament. Yeah. It's all right. Yes. 
And wouldn't it be good though, like one of the nice things about going to work though when you've got kids is that they're not there. That like is. that first time I got to go to work and there wasn't a little hand between my ass and the toilet seat mm. and now we're or somebody, <laughs> somebody <laughs> clapping, good boy, mummy, when I did a big shit like, outside <laughs> the door and just hearing the kaplunk. Going, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that one. Like just that. That freedom. Yes. To, like, and I think how many people go, oh, it's terribly hard to be away from a family and they're actually getting on that plane to Canberra going, oh, thank Christ. Well, so I'm not sure, like, I think, like, if, you, if you're breastfeeding your kid in Parliament, that's one thing. But if you take older kids in there, they're going to be so disruptive. Have, well, yeah, they Have, like, childcare. Yes. Ac- accessible. There yeah, when I said take your child kid into Parliament, I meant a, 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 a baby that's feeding yeah. from, oh, the like, the yeah. bottle. Yeah. yeah. And then just be able to There should be accessible childcare everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Or just so Velcro cheap, walls. so cheap and accessible. Just, just fling them on a like Velcro walls. Get those like, Velcro oh, walls, little Velcro suits. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Starfling them, yeah, like yeah. you know, you just got to go to do something. Like roll. Like a, get some ketamine. <laughs> get some ket. Or didn't get think some, that'd be the through line of this episode. <laughs> get <laughs> some <laughs> ket for your kids or your kitty cat. <laughs> or for your horse, you know. Like, <laughs> when your horse Maybe you've got is a pet horse up. that just wants to sit down and watch Netflix for well, six a hours. Horse <laughs> you know, like maybe you've got to do a little operation, right, on your pony. He wants to sit in his little hall of mirrors, <laughs> just take some ketamine <laughs> and just treat himself. And just get his hooves. Just <laughs> <get out>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's got a festival clip, to go clop, to. Clip, clop, clop. Clip, clip, clop, clip, Now, I reckon you're going to have uh, an amazing selection of stories to choose from for our favourite question. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is um, parenting horror stories, parenting cock-ups, moments where you've – something horrific has happened to your child, either because of your incompetence or just because these things happen when you're a parent. Or even not even something's horrific happened to them. Like, what about Mike McLeish's story? Yes. Where he just made a, a horrific decision. And like we a brought up decision. you. Because he just put his child uh, – grade eight – so yes. what is that, like 12, turning 13, um, had to get the child to school and just had a brain fart and went, oh, I'll just get her an Uber. Well, no, the child said, I'll, I'll just oh, get an Uber. Oh, the child suggested it. And then he just went, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Put and just <laughs> popped her in an Uber on her own. <laughs> like, and both way, and I'm like, are you fucking retarded? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And nothing bad happened. It was just a shit decision. Yes. And then he had to tell his So partner. we plugged Sheba. <laughs> like, there is and a service. And Dr. Stinkfinger didn't get to her in the end. No. <laughs> 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 the Dr. Stinkfinger. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> so do you have one of those? Oh, so also, many. Also, I'd love to hear a Dr. Stinkfinger story. <laughs> oh, you said it was a brain aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, we test for the brain up your butthole. <laughs> uh, oh no, you thought we used to call our parish priest. Um, anyway, <laughs> but it was Father Stingfinger. Um, anyway, uh, so I did a terrible, a terrible, terrible thing Great. with. I had a <laughs> daughter. Well, I decided to take my children on a camping trip to. Central Australia because I wanted them to see Uluru and I thought it would be a good idea. And on the first night, the uh, we were just somewhere in buttfuck South Australia, I don't know, and set up camp and it was it was getting a bit annoying. The people next to us, you know, you sort of tend to follow the same people along the same yes, route. Yeah, yeah. And they had one tape, which was the soundtrack to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> and after I thought of the various ways I could just kind of, you know, John Jarrett them, I thought, no, better not. <laughs> um, so, well, you're in the right area. Oh, definitely. And I thought of how I could destroy the body. But anyway, we let Priscilla go. But I went into the RV in a bit of a huffy situation and I took the lollies from the top bunk and Patrick reached out and fell from the top bunk um, and fractured a rib. Oh, um, that's a bad one. Had a bit one. of yeah. trouble breathing. I thought, oh, it's all right. I'll, I'll sort you out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <cut look. laughs> a bit of panadine, fort, and it'll be fine. So and here's he, the ketamine again. <laughs> he went a bit. <laughs> he went a bit limpy and a bit. That's where it starts, isn't it? Eh? Bit of shallow breathing. Anyway, Bridget has recovered. Was recovering from whooping cough slash pneumonia. Um, 
and her coughing was, <laughs> was, was really shitting me. And it was <laughs> really barky and sort of hoo, 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 hoo. And I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm never going to get any sleep with this and Priscilla playing next door. So I went and got her some cough medicine and they said, oh, do you want the one with the codeine or without the codeine? I said, oh. Heaps of codeine, please. <laughs> and just Even more than usual. Yes. And remarkably, the coughing stopped, which yes. was great. And the breathing. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't too concerned about that. So we trucked along. The, the rib, rib boy stopped complaining so much <laughs> and, uh, and the barker stopped barking and we thought, oh, look, given that they're all quiet and comfortable, a little bit glazy-eyed, but whatever, we'll just keep trucking into this national park. And um, that was good. And we're having a great time at Uluru, watch the sunset, and thought we'll just push our luck a little bit and go to um, the Karachuka walking track. And we set up camp and we had a beautiful, beautiful camping spot. And um, in the morning we went to the doctor because... Bridget started looking a little bit febrile and off her tucker and the doctor said, oh, she's actually really full. She's not coughing because she's just completely congested and she's got pneumonia, got to get her to Alice Springs. And I thought, oh, how urgent is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is really nice here. And he said, oh, pretty urgently. Oh, tomorrow morning it'll be fine. So it was only <laughs> 500 kilometres down the road. So we'll just stay one more night. <laughs> anyway, we stayed one more night. She was eating. She was passing urine, you know. Yeah. She wasn't in some heart failure. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the, the next morning, Joseph had got up and had fallen hands first into a fire. Great. Um, Broken rib, pneumonia, and now Burns victim. Burn boy. This is fantastic. This is great. Burns boy. And so we called on emergency services who said (laughs) they were going to send a chopper um, to get him into Alice Springs. So we waited for them and then they said, oh, actually, another little boy has been taken by a crocodile, which was good because Joe was too scared to go in the chopper. I was like, a fucking harden up, cunt. um, so that was good. That was good. <laughs> so they sent us a nurse on foot who hit him up with some morphine and we just drove. She didn't give me any, which I thought was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> um, I was the one in shock. And, yeah, went to Alice Springs and they checked out all the kids and he spent three nights in uh, Alice Springs Hospital. And, anyway, three out of the four kids came home unscathed. It's not bad re- return. For so three... Three were all right, but one had burns. No, broken rib. He needed attention. Uh, Bridget had double pneumonia, and yep. and uh, Joe had. So three out of the four. Three three quarters of my children were damaged. Oh, one. were damaged. Only, yes. only Toby <laughs> yeah. returned. Yeah. in pristine condition. That's great. Um, well, just focus on that one. Shout out to Toby. Good Obviously, on you, Toby. The, uh, you win. The walk. You the win gang. Hunger Games. <laughs> 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 well, a brilliant episode. Thank you so much oh, for joining Georgie, us. What a really good fun. Georgia. And how do people uh, get involved with Sheba? They can download. So it is just to be clear. It is a rideshare service specifically for women, women with drivers. women drivers. And we take family groups if you need a car seat. So men can travel with their partners if they require yep. a booster or a, or a baby seat. Yep. And um, yeah, we do school runs. We take teenage boys during the week um, under certain hours. So check out the FAQ page if you're looking to transport your teenage youth. And you've got the app. And the app is in the App Store and it's Sheba with an H. And we are about to do a crowd equity raise. So if you want to own part of the company, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that too. Great. Excellent. An excellent thing to get involved in. Oh, it is. I'm Local. It's not crazy. Like and it is. your ketamine business? How do we get into that? Uh, now that is ket. See you again soon. Dads.